I'm Dave Rubin and joining me today is the Republican candidate for Congress in New York's 14th district running against AOC. Tina Forte, welcome to the Rubin Report. Thank you for having me, how are you? I'm doing well, Tina. I said to you right before we started, we talked for about 10 seconds. Man, on accent alone, I want you in Congress. That You are like New York all over you. Oh, born and raised in the Bronx, in the district. Actually in the district, right? Actually like actually in the, in the district that you're running for? Yes, I was born and raised in the Bronx, in Throgs Neck. Went to St. Francis D. Chantel, graduated Preston High School. My first job was in the district. Got married in the district. Raised my kids in the district. I have a business in the district. I am the district. So I sense that uh, you did not think that politics was in your future, but perhaps AOC dragged you to this. Is that fair to say? Yes. She, everything dragged me to this, but more so AOC because she is representing my district. I am not a politician. I'm a mother, grandmother, small business owner. And after COVID, I just had enough. I started ranting in my car, started building momentum and a following, and I just was speaking for people. And I was going to rallies and protests. I stood with business owners during the lockdowns. I spoke up for our children in school with the mandates. I spoke up for our city workers. I backed the blue. I was down in the city with the law and order, the big, beautiful flags I would walk in the streets with. And I just became very vocal and I'm fighting for the people. And I want my voice to be for the people. Yeah, speaking of your voice, I can tell you've been you've been out there screaming, huh? It's tough giving speeches yes. every day. Yes, I am. I'm talking every day. I do have COVID damage. So that has a lot to do with it because I did almost die from COVID. Wow. And I have esophagus damage, so it weakens my voice. Wow. Well, you're, it's you're okay. out. I'm strong. Fourth day, strong and loud. <laughs> As I said to you right before we started, we, we could use some more Italian mamas in Congress. I think that really yes. could could fix this whole thing up. What, what can you tell me about the 14th district uh, where obviously you're, you're, you're from and, and business, as you said, and grandma there and all that stuff? Because I think people don't really have any understanding of the district other than somehow AOC magically appeared in this place and now she's on yes. the front page of everything all the time. You have to remember District 14 is made up of a lot of immigrants, a lot, legal immigrants. They came from socialism, they don't want it. They know what it's about. They're disgusted. And what's going on with the crime out of control? AOC wrote that letter a few years ago stating that police in our subways is racist. Look at our subways. Look at the subways. They don't want that. They have to close their businesses early. They came here for the American dream, and the American dream is being ripped from everyone in the 14th district. Even across the country, we're, we're being controlled by there you have the Democrats, the House, Senate, and the presidency. They're destroying our country, but the 14th district is really taking a very hard hit because of AOC. She's not here to represent the people. And when she goes to a town hall, the people go there, they listen. They want to hear what she has to say if she's going to back the blue. No. They sat there for an hour, an hour. And they were very respectful. They listened to her. And as soon as the first man stood up and asked her about crime, she would not answer. And the crowd got angry and she danced and she mocked them and she was condescending and she was rude. And that was a disgrace. 
And as a congresswoman, you have to represent the district on both sides, left and right. You have to be their voice. You have to listen to them. If you don't agree with them. So what she did to me was disgusting. And she won't debate me. I've been calling her out. I show up to her town halls. I'm outside with a microphone. I sent a chicken to her office. A live chicken with a sign that says, AOC is a chicken, debate me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where is that yeah. chicken now? The chicken's following her all over the district. She actually <laughs> ran off to California. She said in her first town hall in Columbus High School in the Bronx that she was not leaving the district at all. She was going to be in the district up until the election. Well, she ran to California, and guess what? She got heckled there. She can run, but she can't hide. When you saw her come down to my state during COVID as she had you guys locked down and masked up and she was for, uh, you know, forcing people to get vaccinated and everything yes. else. And then she was uh, drinking, uh, I think, margaritas down on South Beach. I'm guessing that didn't yep. go over too well in nope, the Bronx. she's a hypocrite. No, she's a hypocrite. Same thing when she goes to our town halls. She walks in with security. The NYPD is outside with the cars and the, and the signs on, yet she defunds them. She's a hypocrite. And I think everyone now sees her for what she is. Like I says, she is a candidate, a congresswoman from Wish. That's what I call her. The congresswoman from Wish. Yeah. They got her, and now they see that she's ineffective and they want a refund. Do, do you think that people, not only because they're seeing the crime and then all the COVID stuff and all that, like the stuff that's obviously on the ground there, but also that she has just tried to be a political star this whole time, where you never hear her talking about her district actually ever. I mean, she's no, on every she she's on every show every weekend, you know, treated with kid gloves. Right. But I never hear yeah. her talking about the Bronx. Um, no, nope, she you know, she's she's trying to be a national star. Well, she used the district to push her radical left agenda. She auditioned for the part. Remember, she did have an audition. Literally auditioned for the part. Yeah. yeah, she literally auditioned for the part, and she used the district to push her agenda. I call her AOC, all out communist. That's what she is. She's a little, so, she's a little socialist darling of the Democrat Party, and we don't want it. The district doesn't want it. I don't think the country wants it either. I see more and more people waking up across the country to these Democrat socialists of America. Does it strike you as a, a as a very odd thing that the progressives that they're for all of this crazy gender stuff mm -hmm. and all of the race stuff and all of these things that. If you go to the Bronx, I can't, I honestly cannot, I've been to the Bronx a million times in my life, like like wandering down the street, nobody would be for this stuff. It's just, it's so no, disconnected from what's on the street. That really pushed them over the edge. They don't want that creepy, weird stuff going on in the schools. You know, American values need to be taught in our schools. We need God back in our schools. We need God back in our country. We have to get rid of these woke policies. Woke does not fix anything, does not fix inflation, does not fix the education system, does not fix crime. It, woke is useless, just like AOC. <laughs> but tell me how you really feel. Are, are, you getting any, uh, are you getting any support from whatever the Republican machinery is in New York? I know it's very kind of out of whack over there. And although I have to go on the record, I think something good is happening with Zeldin. I honestly think there's a chance. We'll see, but is there yes. any machinery in the Republic no. uh, from the Republicans that's helping you? No, it's me, my grassroots. I have a very small team. It's basically me and my GC and a couple of volunteers 
and that's really it. it. I'm just doing a really strong grassroots campaign. I have no help from any any RNC, any PACs. I was in a primary. I forced a primary on New York. I was the only one in New York that was not backed by the GOP, and I won the primary wow. because I'm a fighter. I don't back down. I stand my ground, and I'll always be that way. That's why I can tell you that I will make changes for District 14. I will fight for everyone. So you were not backed by the GOP. You win your primary, and then did they did they call you, or did they just ignore you after that? Did they just think the that this GOP is a far gone conclusion? Did call me. The Bronx GOP chairman called me. He was very, you know, he's working with me. He's very nice to me. Um, and that's really it. But at first, they did not. They did not have my back. Interesting. But I Interesting. forced a primary on them. Yeah. Is it odd that you're, do you think that you're not getting more uh, attention? I mean, when I reached out to you on Twitter, I was kind of like, wait a minute. It, it almost, for, I almost forgot that AOC was up for re-election. Everyone is right now. And no then I was like, wait a minute, obviously I got to get this woman on the show. Yeah, no one talks about her race. No one talks about it. And like I said, if I didn't push for, I had to petition twice. So if I didn't push for a primary, I wouldn't be here. Their handpicked guy would be here. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, and I'll call him out. You have the conservative party chairman, Pat McManus in the Bronx, who's left the conservative guy on the ticket to spite me. You're not spiting me. You're spiting the people of the district. Who, who are you taking votes from? The people are gonna, not going to get the change they want. If it's a very close race and you leave somebody there just because you think you're spiting me, you're not spiting me. You're spiting the people. Yeah. So you don't belong as the chairman. You mentioned uh, the policing before and obviously AOC's hypocrisy where she's wandering around with armed guards while she's calling to defund the police and all that yes. kind of stuff. How, uh, in, the, in the couple of years that she's been in Congress, how has the security situation or the safety situation, I should say, how has that changed in the Bronx? It's horrible. There's no more plainclothes detectives. There's no more police on our subways. They lost their qualified immunity. They're, they're cut all over, so they're working double shifts. It's, it's sad. Then the way they're treated is a disgrace. They're the real heroes. Our first responders are the real heroes, our policemen, our firemen, our EMT workers. What they did to this state and to the workers is disgusting. They go out and they want, oh, they want to praise football players for taking a knee to our flag. Look, I have my American flag. Oh, there you it's go. all tattooed on me. My dad's marine badge tattooed on me. Wow. My dad's purple heart tattooed on me. I have Semper Fi on my neck. I love America. I love this country. I carry wounded warriors on Spartan courses before I got sick with COVID. I carried them. I also carried a coffin with 22 dog tags to raise awareness to veteran suicide. I love this country. And it needs to go back to real American values. So, so what is going on over there that she even got elected in the first place? I mean, I get it that a lot has gone wrong since then and then COVID and now the wokeness is very obvious, but how, how did it even happen there? Well, Joe thought he had it in the bag. Joe Crowley, I think that was his name. He just didn't show up to his debates and he wasn't in town. Basically the same thing she's doing now. He just forgot about the district just like she did. And now you see the tides turning with her. That when she comes into the district, she's booed out and she never talks about the district. That's how she snuck in. She got in, she made promises. She didn't keep them. She went in and says, 
oh, I'm different. I'm not the establishment. No, yeah, you are. You are the, you're worse than the establishment. She's worse. She brought communism into New York. She brought socialism into New York. She is, I like that. She's worse than the establishment and she really is. Yes. I, you know, I, one of the things yeah. that I've been saying about her for a while is she doesn't realize it, but she's actually the past of politics. She thinks she's the future of politics, but I actually think all of her divisive, obviously I don't like the ideas, but even just the divisiveness and the using groups against each other, that's not what the future of this country is. She's managed, right. she's done a trick on us. I'll give her credit. She became a star, but that's it. That is it. And she can't relate to the district. She claims she can, she can't. She's not a mom. She doesn't know what it's like to have, I'm, I'm a grandma too. She doesn't know what it's like to send a kid to school with a mask on and have all these mandates and to have, you know, real issues to worry about money. She's not like that now. She goes to the Met Galas. She drives her Tesla. She has security around her. She live, She's living the, light of a, uh, the life of an elite. And she left her district behind, the district she promised to fight for. I'm guessing uh, probably because of some of those videos of the, of the protesters at her things, she's probably not spending a lot of time at the home district at this point, right? She's just in DC all the time? No, she fled to California. I don't know when she's coming back, but the chicken's out there looking for her. <laughs> I really wanna know more about this chicken. I love this chicken idea. This is gonna become like a real thing. Oh, it's on my page. Go on to my congressional page. You'll see my, you'll see the chicken. All right, we'll grab, we'll grab the everything. chicken. We'll put some pictures of this chicken. Um, I yes. noticed on your, on your uh, Twitter bio, you say America first. I'm curious, what, what, does that, first. what does that mean to you? Because this is becoming sort of the new trend and you can feel a little tension now with the Republicans. Are we America first or are we, you know, sort of, old school Republicans, whatever that means. Then you have, then you have all the disaffected liberals who are kind of coming over now, you know, who are waking up and going, okay, something's not right. What does that mean to you? We need term, we need term limits. We need America first patriots who put America first. Americans should come first. Look, in the district, we just had a problem with the, they sent the illegal immigrants to Orchard Beach in my district. I'm not gonna lie, I went to Orchard Beach on October 1st and I protested. Because in AOC's policies, the open border policies that she pushes for, the sanctuary cities, they decided to send the illegal immigrants and house them in Orchard Beach, give them security, give them food, give them heated tents. We have homeless, we have homeless veterans in our district. So I went to Orchard Beach and I says, no, not in my backyard and not in any backyard this should be. Send them back, send them back and let them wait online. So I declared October, adopt an illegal immigrant month in Orchard Beach. Come on down, 81 million strong, take an illegal immigrant home with you, feed them, clothe them, give them shelter, but get them the hell out of the district. Wow. And I went crazy, you know, they started coming, calling me racist, they were shot, I did three rallies, protest rallies, back to back to back, I didn't care. I went out there and I say, I say it like it is. You know, sometimes I'm harsh, but I'm real. Can't take that from me. So you didn't want and to, uh, you didn't want to bust them straight up to Martha's Vineyard instead? That's what I said. I said, why don't they go to Martha's Vineyard? You know, I said, I forgot they were sent there. 50 of them were moved by the National Guard the next day and they were fed Cheerios with people with rubber gloves. They didn't even get a hot meal. So when they show up, you said they're getting food, they're getting security, they're getting housing, and then and then I suspect, she, well, for a while, the Democrats in New York were pushing to have illegals vote. 
So I don't even know where that stands yes. at this point, but you could kind yeah, of see no, what's that, going that, on here. Not anymore. That, would, that was shot down by the courts. And the illegal immigrants are now out of Orchard Beach. They did move them to Randall Island. So we have to protest there. You know, they're not in my district. I still have to fight for it because it's something I believe in, believe strongly about that they shouldn't be here at all. We shouldn't be housing them at all. They need to go back online, go back. Go shut the border. I got it. I got it. I'm curious. What do you What do you think uh, the chances for New York to really turn this thing around? I told you right before we started. I'm born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Long Island. I, I did move to LA about eight years ago, but I'm in free Florida now. You know, when you hear Kathy Hochul say, "If you don't share our values, go to Florida," I mean, she's basically talking directly to you. She's talking to half the state. But yes. are, are you hopeful that New York can turn it around? Because it should be a great state. And New York City should be the city yeah. that everybody wants to live in, it but it's not how it is now. It should be. And I do believe that there is going to be change. I really feel good about November 8th. I do feel that a lot of Republicans are going to be winning on November 8th. I think Lee Zeldin has a really great shot at beating Kathy. She, he really does. And I really feel a lot of momentum in the district. I was endorsed by... Reverend Ruben Diaz from the Latino community, the Bangladeshi community, the Jewish press. I got all endorsements by Democrats. They're, they're endorsing me. They're embracing me. They want freedom. I'm fighting for freedom. It's good versus evil. It's freedom versus government. Nobody wants that. They're so out of touch with Americans. That's why I say America first. You're putting us last. We belong first. Even people that came over here legally, they came over for the American dream. We're all being pushed to the side. It's not right. Tina, you remind me of every single one of my friend's moms growing up in Long Island. I wish you a lot of luck. And, and I, I really you. think there's a chance. And as I keep saying, we just got to get to a point where in America, we can look in that back mirror and say, AOC, a later, enough of her. So if people want yeah. to support, they want to help you out, where can they go? Tina Forty for Congress.com. T-I-N-A-F-O-R-T-E-F-O-R Congress.com. Tina, I hope we're swearing you in. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to the Rubin Report. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.